0: Where do we find the word Hamas in the Torah? I know I, I read about that. The word Hamas in the Torah is found right here in the parsha, in the portion of Noach, chapter number six, verse number eleven. It says as follows: Vatishaches ha'aretz alikim, and the world became corrupted before God. And the world became filled with Hamas. Hamas, Hamas in verse number 11. Now, what does Hamas mean? And what does it mean the world became corrupted before God? Corrupted, The commentaries explain that even though originally there was corruption but the corruption was only before God, it was kept under the hat, it was concealed. Eventually, the entire world saw the corruption, saw the Hamas. The corruption was violence, rape, outrage, thievery. And then, the entire world through videotapes and eyewitnesses now see how this corruption is truly indisputable and undeniable. As Jews, one who learns Torah, how do we live with the times? What is the message of the Pasha of the week? And how does one protect themselves from this corruption, from this thuggery? Of course you have to defend yourself, of course you need an army. But living outside of Israel, and even in the land of Israel, what is the objective? How should one respond to such actions? And the Torah tells us, very simply, God tells Noach, make for yourself a teva, make for yourself an ark. And in this ark, you should have three floors the bottom, the second, and the third. And then in the teva, you should make yourself a tsoihar. What is a tsoihar? There's a machleikist, there's an argument. Some say tsoyar means a window. Some say it's a gem that produces light. But all agree it was for the purpose of light. And then it goes on to say in chapter 7 verse number 17 that the flood came down into the world for 40 days and 40 nights and the teva, the ark was lifted from the earth. It went higher and higher. And finally in chapter 8, verse number 4, it says, and the ark once again rested. Isaiah, in Isaiah 54, which is the Haftorah of the parsha of Noach, calls the flood, not Mei the waters of the flood, but rather he calls it Mei the waters of Noach. Why is it called the waters of Noach? Why is it Noach's fault? Torah is a book of life, a book of instruction, a book of light. And so the Torah tells us, you should know, when the world will be in a state of corruption, when there will be a marble, a flood upon the world, there will be tumultuous waters, a time of chaos and destruction and war, what is our response? How does one protect themselves from the situation? Says the Trader, Boy Elateva, come into the Ark. The Valshem Tov tells us that the word Teva, which is Ark, etymologically is the same root as the word words, Tevot, words of Torah and tefillah. By going, entering into the Ark, into the spiritual Ark, into the synagogue, into the study house, into the base Medris, into the words of prayer and Torah study and Tehillim, this will protect us. This will shelter us from the tumultuous waters, from this war, from this chaos in the world, from this Hamas. What's the purpose of this? The purpose is that our Teva, that our soul, will rise and become higher and higher through challenges in life, through hardships, through difficulties, through war, the soul becomes higher and greater. And this is hinted in the fact that it says that you are to make in the Teva three floors. shlishim. The Barim and the second and third, as the Samechsetik explains, represents the five levels of the soul. The level of Naran, the three lower levels, Nefesh, Ruach and are in the body. That's the lowest. But Then you have the soul that is above the body, which is called Chaya. And then a higher level, on the third level, called Yechida, which is the soul that is one with God, and the soul that sees God, and feels God, and causes us to have faith down here in this world. Even that level of the soul rises through challenges and through hardships. But we have to be active. We have to mobilize. And that is, we have to go and come into the Teva. We can't simply sit on the side and twiddle our thumbs and say, OK, I have trust in Hashem. Everything will be good. Yes, that is true. Everything will be good. But what are you doing about it? And therefore, Noah is a call for action that we need mm-hmm. to come into the Teva, into the letters of Torah and Tefillah. And by doing so, our Teva, our life, our personality, our soul will be elevated to a whole new level of reality and ultimately we will rest. We will find true ultimate tranquility. And that's why it is called the Waters of Noach, Meinoyach. Some say it's called noach because he was at fault. In other words, he did not do enough to inspire his generation to do tshuva, to return to God. He simply stood there and built the ark for 120 years. And when people asked him, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? God's going to bring a flood on the world. But he didn't go out and do outreach and actually knock on the doors of his neighbors and say, guys, do tshuva. Return, change. There's going to be a flood. He stood there in his place, in his post. And if someone asked him, then he responded. But really, we learn from Avraham that we have to go out and encourage people. Now is a time when the hearts are open. People are looking for answers. They're looking for inspiration. And each one of us needs to be a light and inspire the others. And this is the tzoyha. This is the light that was in the ark. Even though outside the ark, it was dark. The season ceased. There was no light. It was dark for the entire year. Yet, in the Teva, there is light. The story is told that in the time of the Baal Shem Tov, they were learning in Mezhibosh, in the synagogue, and the candles went out. There were no more candles. There was no more light to study Torah at night. And so they told the Baal Shem Tov, what do we do? He said, go outside, take the icicles, bring it inside, and light it. It will bring forth light. For the one who says that oil should light can also allow the icicles to light. But we are the light of the world. We are laor goyim, and we need to bring this light to the rest of the world. Now is the time to mobilize. Now is the time to act. There's a beautiful teaching of the Baal Shem Tov and the word soya, this light that was in the table. Rav well, says that the word soyar actually is made up or represents three different words depending how you set up the letters based on the permutation of the letters. The first way of reading soyar is the word sutar. Tsuris problems. When a Jew faces tsuris what do we do? Take those three letters, rearrange it. You have the word ratza, run. Run, where should you run? Not away, run into the Teva, run into the synagogue, run into the Ark. And there, you will study Torah, you will recite the Hilim, you will pray, you will give tzedakah, you will make good resolutions. What will happen? This Tzara will be transformed to Tzohar, will become the light. From the Tzara, from the pain and suffering, that itself will bring forth the light. As we discussed, says, says, Tov says, It's a difficult, challenging time for the people of Jacob. And from that problem itself, we will find salvation. The problem will bring about the salvation. And so the waters that brought about the Mabel, that brought about the flood, this, these tumultuous waters, our rabbis tell us, came down 40 days and 40 nights, representing the mikvah. The 40 saw of a mikvah that brings purity to the world and transformed the entire world. And so now we have made Noach, the world became the waters of Noach, the waters of tranquility. Because Noach saw a brand new world. And from him began a brand new world, a world of peace and harmony. And so, at a time like this, when the world is at war, and our brothers and sisters are fighting for their lives. We have to know that we have to increase in the light. We have to increase in the words of Tayyid and And by doing so, we are surely going to be protected from these challenging times, from these tumultuous waters, from Hamas, from thuggery and thievery and outrage and rape and violence. And we'll transform these challenging times to be true light and true salvation and true tranquility to the world. As many of you know, many stories are emerging. Miraculous stories, stories of hope, stories of salvation, stories of return. Today, many soldiers who never wore tzitzis before are putting on the fringes, are putting on the tzitzis to be for a protection. Now, I, as a child, heard many stories how during World War II and later through the other wars, the previous Labavitcher Rebbe, Rabbi Yishev told the soldiers to put on tzitzis and that will protect them. And he used to give them a nickel to sew into the tzitzis. And they used to put the nickel into the tzitzis and they used to fight the war. I heard personally from a soldier who said, that he was standing there on the battlefield and he heard how the bullets were going by his face. He heard the whistles as the, as the bullets passed by him and he testifies and he says clearly it was because of the tzitzis that saved my life. Today, every day, they are making hundreds of pairs of tzitzis and passing them out to the soldiers and the soldiers are putting them on for the first time. <clears throat> There was a girl who went to the seminary of Erechaim, Erechaim Seminary in Israel. And just last week, when she heard about this new campaign for Tzitzis, she put together all of her allowance and she came up with 6,000 shekels. And she went to the head of her school and she told the head of school, I want you to take these 6,000 shekels and buy tzitzis for these soldiers. Rabbi Sa'id took the money, made a few phone calls, and he was able to acquire the tzitzis. Now that he acquired the tzitzis, the girl tells the rabbi, Rabbi, now I want you to go with my brother to the army base and give out the tzitzis. He said, whoa, that already is much more challenging. I didn't expect that. No, no, you got to finish the job. Now they have the titus. I want you to give it out in my name. Okay, so when a girl is persistent, there's no way to say no. And the rabbi agreed. He called the brother, and they began to drive out to the army base. As they're going to the army base, there's a blockade in the road. The army is not allowing them to go through. What happened? There were three terrorists that infiltrated. Two were intercepted, and one was still on the loose. And because of that, they were not allowing any civilians into the area. They sat there for an hour in the car, they're the St. him After an hour, Rabbi Sayyid said, I got to move on in life. I got to either go to the army base or back, but I can't sit here. So he goes to the soldiers. In, in charge. Look, I'm a rabbi, I have a school. I need to get into the army base to give the tzitzes to the soldiers. After a little convincing, they said, okay, we will let you go. However, we're going to put an armed vehicle in front of you, another vehicle behind you, and in your vehicle, we're also going to put soldiers to protect you, and you're going to go into the army base. So, they managed to get into the army base, and they're giving out tzitzes to all the soldiers. Finally, there's one soldier in the distance and he says, come over, I want to give you tzitzis. He says, I'm not moving. Okay, so Rabbi doesn't create any confrontation. He takes the tzitzis and he throws it at the soldier. As the tzitzis is about to hit the soldier, God creates a wind and it blows the tzitzis into the bushes. As the tzitzis hits the bushes, all of a sudden the terrorist stands up and they shoot the terrorist. This is the power of tzitzis. <laughs> Even when you don't wear the tzitzis, you have in mind to put on the tzitzis. Already, it brings protection. There was another similar story that came out immediately after the terrible, terrible tragedy. There was a soldier who went to dance on Tsip to the north. And he heard about the terrible, terrible terrorist attack and the pogroms that were taking place. So he jumped into his car, he had a pistol on him and he began to run back. He runs back and he starts to shoot terrorists. In the meantime he finds another injured soldier, he puts him into the car and now he has his machine gun with him. And they go and they shoot other terrorists. As they're going back, the terrorists shoot them and the car turns off the road and now they're in a ditch. And they're injured on their feet. He puts a tourniquet onto, onto his legs. And from the ditch, he's still shooting terrorists. Finally, he collapses because out of loss of blood. And he's lying there. A few hours later, the soldiers come. And they're looking around. Who's there? They see a lot of dead terrorists. And they want to make sure everybody is dead. In the meantime, he wakes up and he sees the soldier. He says, don't shoot. I'm a soldier. They say, he's not a soldier. He's a terrorist. We got to shoot him. They're about to shoot him. And a second soldier says, don't shoot. He's wearing tzitzis. <laughs> tzitzis is a very powerful thing. And the soldiers are wearing tzitzis. And no doubt the tzitzis will protect them. And what is the mitzvah of tzitzis? It says, <laughs> By putting on the tzitzis, you're going to look at them. And it's going to remind you of all the commandments of God. In other words, it's a reminder that all of us are a light unto the nations. It's a reminder that we ourselves need to do one or two more mitzvahs. And as the Rambam says, one should always view the world that the world is on a scale of 50% good and 50% bad. One more mitzvah, one more good deed can tip the entire world to salvation. And therefore no mitzvah is too small. No mitzvah is insignificant. Anything you can do at home Anything you can do wherever you go, even a good thought, a good thought, has impact, creates positive energy in the world. So we hope and pray that we'll continue to do acts of goodness and kindness and we'll see the true noyach, the ultimate waters of tranquility with the coming of Mashiach from Heida, v'Meinu, Amen.